Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. So you missed that homie play? No, I did, yeah. Maybe they'll show a replay. Oh, I'm sure they will. It was nasty. I thought it was Shay for a second. I was like, okay, Shay. Okay, Shay. I found my... Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap! That, that's pure beauty. That's his. That's his jam. That's his bread and butter. I see what you did there on the jam. Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I find myself thinking Hami and Shay look alike all the yeah, time. Yeah, I do too. Especially like yeah. from a distance. If I don't have a good quality video, I will think one is the other. I also think uh, from a farther distance, Darius Baisley looks a little like Westbrook. Yeah. Not like height wise, obviously, but he's got the same like hair. He looks like a he looks like a college Westbrook more than anything. Also, from a farther distance, I think Nader kind of looks like Gallo. Hmm. I could see that from a very far distance, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I, I said, like from a, an even farther distance. From like across a, the Sam's Club. <laughs> That's probably the right distance. on the on the tube pants on it. Yeah, with the rabbit ears. Mhm. Kids these days don't know. All right, and welcome in to Topic Thunder. My name is Matt Tierney at Matt Tierney MBA. I have with me Dylan Hunsinger, uh, who has a Twitter at Thunder Chats, but is currently not on Twitter. But go and follow him anyway, so when he comes back, he'll see all of your beautiful faces. Uh, we are a part of Big, da- Big Heads Media on Dash Radio uh, from 4 to 5 p.m. Central on uh, every Monday. And we are currently in the midst of a tight game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 9.33 left to go, up by 4 and Oklahoma City just drew a foul, so it could be a one-possession game in no time. Um, Dylan, what are your thoughts so far on this game? 
Uh, so my thoughts right now, Stephen Adams makes that layup, is uh, I leave Twitter for Ooh. not even a full day, and you change your freaking at. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd know one way or the other. I decided at the end of the year I needed to get rid of it. Prime people, I no no offense to anybody that has these types of names, but people that have like Prime blank or Peak blank or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just like. I don't know. That's more of like a young teenager demographic to me. And I just need to get out of that like area to be taken more seriously in the, the media world. Cause I kind of want to eventually take this somewhere. So having a name like prime, whatever, just didn't feel like a good way to do that. So yeah. I want it to be my name, even though the way I spell it on Twitter isn't actually how I spell my last name. It's like the way we say it. The nickname but, I gave you. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't really a nickname. It's just like, it's the exact same name. It's just spelled differently. But we'll say it's a nickname. I, it, it's forever a nickname in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. I respect it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I get that. Um, the game, you know, as you asked me how, how it's been going here, uh, it's been a little up and down. You know, we... Uh, we started out hot. We was neck and neck with them right there in the first quarter, uh, really for most of the second quarter as well. And then out of nowhere, Philly went on like a 12 to three run or something like that to close the half. Mm-hmm. I think they went into halftime up 10, maybe 12. And then the third quarter was much more of the same. But you know, in typical Thunder fashion, we're we're starting to come back. I mean, we're down three right now. Stephen Adams misses the free throw. Um, but yikes. Definitely still in this game. <laughs> Currently has 20 points and 13 rebounds, though, which is uh, good to see. Just passed Dennis uh, for most rebounds on the team right now. Yes, yes. Kind of showing you how many rebounds Dennis has right now. Um, I have a couple uh, kind of meaningless facts about this game. Do you want to hear them? I mean, absolutely. I live for meaningless facts. Me too. So... One, did you know Josh Richardson grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma? I did. I did. I think uh, I've heard that a couple times before, actually. Oh, I had never heard of it until today. (laughs) So that was a meaningless stat I learned today. The other, which you may not know, Dennis, as as we all know, wears the number 17. Uh, He currently, as of... The last game against Cleveland has 17 straight games in which he has scored at least 17 points or more. Yep. I I did know that as well. I saw that on the (sighs) Oklahoma City Instagram account. Darn it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe the listeners will have something to learn today. (laughs) But no, that, that, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, we've seen. You know, they they talked about it on Down to Dunk actually. Uh, Alex Pierce was like, "I've if I never see Dennis Schroeder play another second of basketball, I'll be fine with that because that's how not even how bad he was earlier in the year. Just like I don't know how inefficient and how uh, indecisive uh, he seemed to be playing basketball, but he's been playing a lot better here lately." And uh, as evidenced by, you know, just his scoring, not only his scoring off the bench, but um, the way he's able to spread the ball around and, I mean, dare I say, play efficiently as he has mm-hmm. here recently. 
Uh, I do have a correction here, though. Oh. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Fox Sports Oklahoma got it wrong. Dennis Schroeder does not have 10 rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> According to ESPN box, box score, he has exactly two rebounds. What? <laughs> That's not even close. I think they might have been putting up Stephen Adams' stats on Dennis Schroeder's name. <laughs> because he doesn't even have 17 points like it was showing. He only has 15 right now. Oh, no. <laughs> we were sitting here before we started recording like, wow, Dennis is rebounding really well today. Well, I mean, he is, he is thrashing that giant lineup that the Philadelphia 76ers have. We're just sitting here just gassing him up. And it's just like, oh, nope. He only has, he has two. He only has one more rebound than the team low one of Hamadou Diallo. Oh, boy. Well, scratch all of that I just said earlier. <laughs> He's still been playing well. And uh, something I probably heard somewhere else, but I'm going to say it's my own thought. Uh, Do it. The fact that Oklahoma City's mid-range game is very interesting to see just because of the way the league has progressed into a three-point or layup system. Yeah. And I think teams aren't as equipped or used to seeing that mid-range game so heavily uh, installed into the offense. And the fact that, like, the, you know, the big three-guard lineup everyone's talking about, all of those guys do it so well that there's not, like, one guy that you can just stop and then the offense is depleted. It's not like a, a Bucks. Well, Bucks are a bad example, but maybe like a 2017 Bucks where Giannis was like the only good guy on the team. So if you just isolated him, you could like you could perceivably win the game. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, they have so many of those mid-range weapons that you can't. There's you kind of just have to. You can only win by playing really disciplined defense, which a lot of teams fail to do for 48 minutes. So. It works out a lot of times, especially at the end of games. Um, so I, I am totally fine continuing to have that type of uh, strategy moving forward, especially if we keep Chris Paul. Oh which sounds like gosh. we are. Ooh, Dennis just, Dennis just did a little, <clears throat> little crafty move there. That was a beautiful <laughs> little, uh, little fake spin there to drive baseline, or no. He, he drove base on a Mike Scott, and then he brought it back out and did a fake spin and drove right by him for the layup. He literally just turned around, and Mike Scott didn't know where he went. And just, Philadelphia just got a turnover. Wow. Things and are looking good. We're down one right now after that layup and turnover there. Ooh. How much time is Seven minutes? All right. Yeah, not a minute. Turnovers. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't that mean to cut you off there. <laughs> No, it's fine. I, I think that was all I had on that. I don't know if we can trust these graphics from Fox Sports anymore, but <laughs> according to their graphics, it says Oklahoma City has 12 turnovers to Philly's nine. So that's probably the reason we're also losing. And they just made a three. Mike Scott. Yeah. I've said this before on a podcast when we played Philadelphia, but Mike Scott doesn't look like a Mike Scott, if that makes any sense. No, he he definitely doesn't look like the dude from the office, that's for sure. Well, it's just like maybe it is influenced by the office, but I just think Mike Scott is a white guy. Like you can't you have to be a white guy if you're named Mike Scott. 
I've, but I've, here we are. Yep. In twenty nine in twenty twenty, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty. Shay just dancing on people Ooh. right now. With the so, left. It's just so pretty to watch. <clears throat> no, nah, but but to your point about uh, you know, our success in the mid range, um, and you know, you was talking about the three yard lineup. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool to watch because they do it all differently. Like Chris Paul, he could do it off a screen, he does it in ISO, but all of his mid ranges are are running are running fadeaways, and Dennis Schroeder his is usually off the screen, and it's just that elbow pull up, uh, much like Westbrook used to do all the time. Um, and then Ooh. Shea, I mean his mid range, I mean his floater is, it, it's turning into a money shot for him. And you know if if he continues to develop that, along with like his ridiculous touch around the rim and his newfound step back three pointer game, like. Dude's unstoppable. <laughs> it'll be so pretty, and it'll be even more pretty oh. in the next year or two. Oh, boy. Mike Scott has another three. <laughs> it's the Mike Scott revenge game. He heard you talking about him. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Thunder are already in the bonus, and it's halfway through the quarter. That could come in handy. Oh, oh my Dennis. gosh. Oh, Shooter with a nasty move. layup. Nasty layup to make a three-point game. They go, oh, never mind. They do not take the three. And they throw it out of bounds. Uh, if we could just kind of stop the whole giving up three-pointers and not making our own three-pointers, this game would go much better, in my opinion. That's a good strategy. I, I agree with in that. In my humble, yeah, humble opinion. <clears throat> it's solid logic. Um... Well, while we kind of get a break here and the camera's on Billy Donovan here, um, you know, me and Maddie actually talked about this in our Wasp podcast. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, if you ever, <laughs> if you guys were wondering where uh, our recap was for the Spurs game, uh, we made it. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we definitely did, but for we, we made one. Some forces of nature do not want you to hear that podcast, apparently. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just gonna have to take our word for it. I mean, it, it was pretty good. But in that, you know, we touched on Billy Donovan winning the Western Conference Coach of the Month, which I told Maddie, like, hey, I kind of called this because if you remember in our preseason prediction pod, you know, Jerry was just naming off the awards and I was just naming my picks and he got to Coach of the Year and I said Billy Donovan without hesitation. And you know, there was there's a little bit there's just a little bit of sarcasm in like my response. But I I fully believed that Billy could take this team and win Coach of the Year just you know based on the team wanting to like actually listen to him, uh, the team actually you know playing the kind of offense that he wants to play because if you watched Billy in Florida, you know he 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 didn't have hero ball players like his offense was move the ball and get a good shot you know his defense was always an elite defense and. You know, I I was never, like, I was never in, like, the fire Billy Donovan camp, you know, no matter if it was Melo on the team, Paul George on the team, Russell Westbrook all those years, Kevin Durant back in the day. Like, I was never in that camp, um, uh, mainly because, I mean, I'm a Kentucky fan. I got to see up close and personal what Billy Donovan could do. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just think he kind of needed to get his team and his players and – you know, uh, in the spirit of like 
you know, giving recognition to, you know, people that we didn't think would be given recognition to. I think Chris Paul is a big part of that because, you know, if you look at Russell Westbrook, we love Russ. You know, mm-hmm. everything you've done for this city, everything you've done for the team, like, you know, for the fans, we, we love Russ. Like, there's no taking that away. But we can sit here and say confidently, Russ didn't always listen to what Billy had to say. And as a leader of the team, if he's not going to listen to what the coach has to say, why should anybody else? Right. And now, with Chris Paul actually listening and running the offense like Billy wants to do, that trickles down the ladder. Everybody's starting to listen to Billy, and they're starting to play the type of basketball that Billy's always wanted to play. And, um, yeah, I'm super happy for Billy there. What percentage would you say – Billy Donovan has right now for coach of the year because right now I think it's nationally I think all eyes are still on Budenholzer just because he's given he has the best record in the league so naturally you're gonna look to him but I think obviously with coach of the year I mean sorry coach of the month Billy Donovan's making splashes now so I I would put it at probably 40-60 for Billy Donovan and Budenholzer if it was just those two. But I'm guessing you probably have a higher number. Yeah, I, I'm not really good with percentages. I, I will say he's definitely like top three right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think a name that a lot of people talk about in addition to Budenholzer is Spolstra because nobody yeah. really anticipated the Heat being this good. I sure as heck did, and I heckle Heat fans all off season. And I've had to eat my words, you know, as the season has gone on. Um, and, you know, we, we've all known Spo is a great coach. You know, he was uh, – he, he coached the Heatles back in the day with LeBron, Wash and Wade, mm-hmm. Ray Allen, all them. And even as, you know, they transitioned out, you know, while his team didn't have success because he didn't have the players, you saw growth in the young players. Because I believe Spo was a scout starting out. So he has an eye for talent and developing that talent. And uh, I, I think that's huge for the young players they got. And then you just throw in Jimmy Butler in the mix. And, I mean, it's, it's just a perfect storm for him. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say Billy Donovan's right there uh, with them. Uh, I think ultimately the award's going to come down to, you know. Best ha- record. Yeah, best record, but also, like, what happens. Because yeah. the Heat are still in line to make a move to add to their roster. And the Thunder are still in line to make multiple moves to take away from their roster. So uh, th- there's a lot of chips that need to fall into place before uh, before we actually know what the stats are looking like. As Gallo hits a three to put us down two with almost a little yes. under four minutes left. Back to a two-point game as we go into another commercial break. Uh, yeah, I think as regarding Spolstra, I don't think he got much credit for those LeBron years just because the team was just it was basically the same as like you know Steve Kerr and the Warriors like nobody thought Steve Kerr was a good coach he just had a lot of good players Mm. uh and that they were all better than everybody else in the league um but yeah I think we're finally kind of I think the the all of the NBA is now kind of seeing what he can do with uh young talent like Duncan Robinson he never came up on my radar until Mm -hmm. this season and then um 
Bam, like I, I thought Bam was just like a, a, a like an okay forward, but he was in the MVP race for a second. So I mean, he's way above Which his expectation. Which is wild to me. <laughs> I know. He it was it was crazy for me to hear that he was like top six or something like that, and I was just like, yeah, it blew my mind. And then yeah, you got like all the young guys with Jimmy Butler. I, you know, as much as I have loved Chris Paul for this team, I don't know why you wouldn't at least try to go for him this season, given the way they're playing right now. Like he would be such a good fit for them. Like that's the one thing they don't really have. They have a lot of good big guys. They've got Tyler Hero, but he's not really a point Mm. guard. What was that? I love Tower Hero. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it sounded a little sassy there. I was about to, was about to say something. <laughs> Continue. I will say, so, okay. Chris Paul, I think, would be the best, like, ad for them. There's not another free agent. Whew. Oh, Shay Gilgis. Or not Shay. No, that, that was Dennis. Dennis? Yeah. Just Dennis a, with the behind-the-back snatchback. Still a two-point game. Dennis now with 21 points, if this graphic is correct. Hitting it with the mid-range, boys. We just got to get a stop here. Oh, oh, I thought Steve had that. So, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. They need they need a – I think Chris Paul is the best target. Or they should, He should be their number one priority as far as, like, a trade asset. Because then that team would be incredible, and I think they would win it all. Go and be just volleyball spiked the ball <laughs> into the crowd. They said, if I can't get the rebound, nobody can. Nobody. <laughs> That's no, hilarious. Well, um, no, I, uh, break his hand again. Yeah. He's going to mess up his finger again. Oh gosh. If y'all didn't see earlier in the first quarter and be dislocated Don't. his ring finger and, it, it just was not pointed the right way, and no nobody should have to see it again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But no, I was going to say that uh, they was talking about today on Down to Dunk how, you know, Chris Paul, this Chris Paul could definitely help a lot of teams. Um, the only difference is, as opposed to beginning of this year when people was talking about, oh, you're going to have to attach a pick. You're going to have to attach two picks to get rid of Chris Paul's contract. Um, now the asking price is, I would say, relatively high because of the level that he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, I was going to ask you this as well. Um, given what we've seen of him so far, both on and off the court, do you think – this is his best season yet. I, I don't know. That first season in Houston, he was really good. Um, but but considering his situation with Harden, I, I'm tempted to say it's one of his best just because I've never seen him this liked and uh, – get along so well with seemingly everybody and also do the things he's doing on the court. Yeah, I guess it just goes to like how you define what his best is. 
because if you're talking with chemistry issues and stuff, then yeah, sure. I mean, it looks like he's getting along with the team more than he ever has. But I think his best days were, you know, his early Clipper days or even, you know, that first year in Houston, like I was saying. Yeah. By the way, we have a challenge by the 76ers for an out-of-bounds. And if so, so I think right now it's Thunderball. If they overturn this, I'm about to go off on a whole rant because this is my problem with replays. Like, if you watch it, it's a minute and 52 into the game. Ben Simmons knocks the ball out of Stephen Adams' hands, but technically it touches Stephen Adams last. That should not be the Sixers' ball. Okay, they call it Oklahoma City. Good. Woo-hoo. I've seen replays before where they, they overturn that because it technically touched his hand last. But Ben Simmons knocked it out. It should be our ball. Like, I don't understand why, like, a single frame where he's still touching it should count as, like, a, a reversal of that, of that call. That just bothers me. That's taking replays to a level I don't like. Yeah, I understand. And, you know... Some, sometimes they'll bite you in the butt, and sometimes they'll help you get a win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. It it definitely would have helped when we played the Bucks a couple years ago when Giannis, you know, and his giant foot yeah. stepped out of bounds. That was egregious. Ugh. Gallinari cannot hit a critical three with a minute and a half left. Things are not looking good. Got to have faith, man. Gotta get a stop here. Oh, ben Simmons God. to the basket and is now a six point game. Right at Shay. <sighs> Simmons won this one. And oh my gosh. Look at that stat line. Seventeen points, fifteen rebounds, eight assists. That's nice, man. Oh, oh well, there we go. Oh No! No! That's upsetting. Chris Paul had a runaway layup that Joe Embiid and oh. uh, contested and he missed it. Adams was right there and tried to spike it back in with one hand, and it careened out of bounds. Oh, my gosh, dude. That sucks. That's, uh... Yep, that's not good. You know, that, that's kind of the thing with Shea. Like, you know, you see how good he is and how skilled he is as far as, like, oh, Adams is a huge block off Jay Rich there. Ooh. Oh, they got the rebound. Oh, oh my gosh. Harris yeah, with the three. I think that's going to seal it off. Nine-point game. Thunder call a timeout. 55 seconds. Uh, and uh, the finger is is on the, on the uh, lose button right now, but we have not quite pressed it yet. Oops. There's, there's still time. You know, if, there's if, still time. That is a fact. If I've learned anything seconds. in watching sports, the, the game's not over till the clock reads zero. That is, I believe that is true. We'll uh, have to wait and see. <laughs> um, but no, what I was saying about Shea is, you know, you see how good he is offensively with his skill and his IQ and his speed and everything like that and his change of directions and everything and his defense and just knowing where to be. But... Um, in order for him to take the next step, which I, I, I do think there's still steps to take in his game, he's got to put some weight on. He's got to, you know, he's got to hit the weight room and 
you know, get a little bit stronger, work on a score a little bit, because Simmons was just able to bully him right to the rim on that last layup there. Yeah. And, you know. And granted, granted Simmons has, like, five or six inches on him, but a little weight wouldn't hurt. Yeah, but, I mean, even still, you know, Shea's got length. Like, Shea had length yeah. to contest it, and he, he did contest it. But, you know, he was in position. He had his length, but position and length doesn't always win, especially when the dude probably has, well, like, 30, 40, 50 pounds on you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll surely do it. Gallinari did not have a fantastic – oh, he was okay. He was only one of, no, I'm not doing the math right. He was 4 of 12 overall, which isn't great, but he was 3 of 8 from 3, which is, like, okay. Chris Paul yeah. misses the shot, and they call a foul on Tobias Harris, who came over the bat to tip it away from Chris Paul. That is two free throws, according to my calculations. I think your calculations are right. Mm-hmm. This game's not over yet. That was Ideal. Stop the clock. Get some points. Chris Paul, top five free throw shooter in the league. Yeah, he's been shooting really good. I, uh, who's Ooh, the other one? Oh, Tobias Harris fouled out. Oh, boy. Nice. There's actually two Thunder players, I think. It's Gallinari, that's the other one. Yeah. Two, two of them in the top five this year, which is crazy to think. Like, Oklahoma City's never a good free throw team. Here we are. I personally love, this is a little bit of a side note, but Gallinari and Chris Paul are the cutest couple in the NBA. (laughs) And I'll be really sad when they eventually have to be separated. Part ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Chris Paul and makes the Chris first. Paul, as usual, sinks a free throw. Eight-point game, 47 seconds. Diallo is in for defensive reasons, I assume. Diallo is in for Danilo. Danilo. That's fun to say. Francisco. <laughs> All right, Chris Paul makes the second. Right, We're now seven down seven. Point game. Putting some full court pressure on. Tommy fails Jay Rich. And they're doing the foul game. Interesting. I don't know about this. Who? All right, Bill. A good free throw shooter. I don't really know. Uh, I know we missed one earlier. I'm pretty sure everyone on the court is like a really good free throw shooter. So I don't know what fouling is going to really do. Trap him. Trap him. Uh, so foul close. Jay Rich again. Going to the line now. This might be a really slow end to this game if we keep doing this. Let's see. Richardson is one for one in free throws. Ben Simmons is five for six in free throws. Wow, that's actually incredible. Miss it. I made it. We need Nerlens to do his little towel thing again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is he even on this trip? Oh, probably not. That's right. Dang. I don't know why it would be. See his old friend Joel Embiid. They're they're best friends, apparently. Are they? Well, I don't see him on the sideline. 
I do not, not either. Kind of friends. Sad days. We're down eight, mm. and we're down... Oh, and he misses the second. Oh, boy. There's life. Very little of it, but there's... there's Adams with the dunk. Quick bucket. That's what you want to see. Good defensive pressure. I don't like that foul. That wasn't what? a foul. I have some words that I want to say <laughs> that I will not. That was weak sauce. Uh, Josh, Josh Richardson back to the line. Fantastic full court defense by the Thunder. Just a bad call. Who was it? That was Chris Paul shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was on Chris. Oh, Chrissy boy. That's weird. Don't call him that. All right. <laughs> Do you have a good name for the three guard lineup? Uh, I said three three headed dragon. Hmm. That's just what I always call groupings of three. I like the triple threat. Heard that one. Yeah. What's the other one I heard? Um, Brett Dawson likes 3G. I saw that, yeah. Or 3PG or something like that. I don't know. Oh, Shay layup. PG3. Oh, another easy bucket. All right. Six-point game. What happened? Did they call <gasps> timeout? Oh, I thought Dennis had that. Oh, my gosh. I guess they did, yeah. Sixers timeout, uh, okay. I believe. Going to regroup. And they are going to devise... Full court pressure, unlike any other we've ever seen. <laughs> Down six, about 25 seconds left. This is going to be really slow, 25 seconds. While we're waiting, um, who is your preemptive player of the game, assuming someone doesn't make a ridiculous shot to end it, to bring it to overtime? Uh, I think it's got to be Steven. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only does he have 24 points, 15 rebounds, a lot of rebounds. nine offensive rebounds, a lot of offensive rebounds, two blocks, one assist, uh, but he has also held Joel Embiid to 16 and nine. Seven to 17. You'll take seven to 17. Mm-hmm. Here's a stat for you. Guess how many assists Joel Embiid has? Eight. Oh, you're looking at the daggone it, Tierney. <laughs> I answered the question, dude. What do you want me to do? Isn't that wild, though? Yeah, I don't usually see a triple-double from him. Ben Simmons, yeah, they both are like almost triple-double. We found Joel Embiid. Okay, I'm fine with that. Not, I mean, he's like an okay shooter. Oh. Adams is trying to say he did not foul him. <laughs> Steve looks like he's praying right now. Perhaps to the basketball gods. To the New Zealand gods. Joel Embiid is just look at a finger. Ooh, excellent point. Makes and, the first. Uh, barely. Mm, hate to see that. You hate to see it. All right. Gallo back in for offensive purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, oh, here we go. 
to perform his offensive obligations. And he made it. Great. Well, back to eight. This is just a seesaw. All right. That was an interesting timeout by Billy Donovan, but he used the last one. Not sure why, because we just had a timeout earlier. We're going to get a three, and then we're going to get a steal, and we're going to get another get three. three. And then we're going to get a steal, and then we're going to get another three, and we're going to win. Well, no, if we do that, then we're just then we're down two still. No, I, I did. I said three. Oh, okay. Three, three threes. Three threes. <laughs> Trace. Trace trays. <laughs> Very nice. Trace trays. And then Shay's going to hit one, and Danilo's going to hit one, and then Steve's going to hit the game winner. In that order? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think Steve is still one for two on the season, if you include preseason. He he shot another one? Mm-hmm. He missed. I think it was like a heave. Ah. Uh. But... He's shooting 50% on the season, so I don't know why we're not taking advantage of that excellent uh, <laughs> shooting percentage. Best on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Hami had a decent game. He had a steal in there, three of eight. Shades inbounding. Minutes. All right, here we go. Oh, God. Oh, a very bad pass, but they call a foul. That was actually really good for us. That was a whole hip check. I'm guessing Richardson's fouled out the way he's acting. I think he's just mad that that foul happened so quickly after the inbound. There's literally, I think it took off 0.8 seconds. Yeah, that's like no time. Well, he also ripped his headband off, so maybe he is fouled out. Oh, and Gallo misses the free throw. Of all the times. Wow. You see that in that Dallas game, Luca is like a one of the top free throw shooters, and he missed four free throws. Yeah. That was insane. I mean, we won by less than four. I can't remember now, but those free throws were done. He did. All right, he made the other, so seven-point game now. And Sixers call their final timeout. And Josh Richardson so is not fouled slow. out. This is so slow. What is Joel and Chris are having a little chat? Yeah, I don't know. It looks like he was saying one time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Maybe he thinks, maybe he was like, we're number one. We're number one. Even though we're losing. Well, you know, you got to have a good team spirit. Did you just see the look Ferg gave Steve? <laughs> no. He gave him the most confused look. Oh, I need somebody <laughs> to pull that gif. I might go back and, well, we're synced up, so I won't do it now. Yeah, you can do it later. Later. Damn. And our January schedule is so, there's so many games to be played. This is we have a back to back coming up right now tomorrow. And then we have two more back to backs before the month ends. And no two day breaks. All one day breaks. That's an, that's too many that's too many basketball. Too many basketball. Rockets and Lakers immediately after each other is gonna be draining. 
Yeah, and we're coming off this back-to-back. That's just it's too much. Yeah. Okay, somebody get him. Oh. That was a little... Shay definitely fouled Burke, but they didn't call it. <laughs> Wait, what? All right, well, that's the game. So they didn't foul. They just run out the clock, and the Thunder go down 120 to 113 in Philadelphia, which means they've now only won nine of their last 11, so nine of their last 10. Wah, wah, wah. Unfortunate, but, you know, Philly is one of the Eastern Conference powerhouses, so this is not too surprising. They did compete. They kept it close. That second quarter into the third quarter felt like it was going to get a little out of hand, but they came back, made it like a two-point game, led at one point, and Sexers just came out on top on this one. There's, I think... I think the biggest issue was uh, Richardson's three-point shots. They were giving too many up. I need to look at what their three-point percentage was in comparison because I would bet it's much lower. Uh, not too much lower. So Philadelphia shot 50% from three mm-hmm. on 26 attempts. So that's just like already pretty tough to handle. And then we shot 42% on 29 attempts. So wasn't a terrible shooting night, but theirs was better. Yeah, I mean, you could basically just look at the shooting splits and see where the game was lost because they shot 51-15-83. We shot 44-41-66. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's 10 points at the free throw line that we could have had. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've been doing a lot better at that recently, but Shea missed three, Schroeder missed three. Uh, Gallo missed two. You know, these are guys that usually hit their free throws. So, you know, it it could be a variety of things. Yeah, and I think we've just gotten used to OKC going down in the second or third quarter and then just coming back every time. And, you know, eventually you're not going to come back. Eventually you're going to lose. You're not going to be able to put it all together at the end of the game. And this happened, which is why you probably shouldn't go down by double digits every single game and expect to win all of them because this will happen. So, you know, you just got to come out next game and, you know, keep the energy through the first half. Don't kind of like give in towards the end of it and then give them that rally because that's ultimately what did it. You know, they lost by seven. That second quarter was a 10 point difference do the math there that's that's the game so like we said philadelphia out 120 to 113 dylan you have a question yeah uh without looking at your stat sheet that you have in front of your face i turned it off all right who do you think the leading scorer for philadelphia was um i know richardson had 18 because i just saw that i don't remember what everyone else did um, I'm going to say Simmons. Simmons had 17. Uh, Richardson actually had 23, according to the ESPN app. Oh, I probably looked at it before the game ended. Yeah, Horford had 18, and uh, also Tobias Harris had 18. But yeah, Josh Richardson, 
Yeah, 23 points, yeah. 9 of 17 shooting, split his three-pointers and shot three or four from the line. Uh, played really solid defense throughout the game, and he he was ultimately the game-changer for Philly. Trey Burke had 12 points. Just out, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Trey Burke, of all people. He's been wow. fine for him this year. You know, he's not anything super special, but, you know, he came in and did his job, so... Credit to Trey Burt. I mean... Yeah, Mike Scott came in with a couple very bad three-pointers for us, which we already talked about live. Yeah, those happened to us while we were talking. (laughs) Yeah, they happen a lot, it seems like. Two players for Philadelphia almost had triple-doubles, so that's also not something you want to see. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, if we have to pick a play of the game, which in a loss seems weird, but... Steven Adams was the best tonight. He's been looking better. We've talked about this a lot. Ever since the start of the season, he just keeps improving. He started off really bad. He was a little better, and now he's he's at his 100%, if you want to call it that, even though he still rides the bike every time he sits down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because if you look at, um, you know, how he's been playing – a lot of that is because he hasn't been playing as much, and a lot of that is because how well Nerlens has been able to play in the minutes that he's been playing. But Adams had to play 35 minutes in Noel's absence tonight, but he still looked mm-hmm. great. Um, on the season, Adams is actually averaging 27 minutes per game, and I think that's a big reason you know we've seen him flourish like he has because dude's not tired. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know he's still out there on that bike, but. You know, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, and he's been able to stay away from injuries and, you know, pretty much overall fatigue. So uh, definitely, you know, we miss Nerwins, um, you know, when Moose was coming off the bench for us. Like, you know, we would have loved to have Nerwins there just to have Nerwins out there because, you know, he's, he's a presence there at the rim on defense and offense. Um, you know, he's making smart decisions with the basketball and offense, but also just because it gives our guy Steve a little breather. And, you know, he was able to cope tonight playing great offensively and even solid defensively in Joel Embiid and company. But uh, especially with the back-to-back coming up, we definitely could have used Nerwins out there to get a little less minutes to Steve-O. We definitely could have. And since New Orleans does not appear to be – on the bench we can assume he will not be in tomorrow's game which will be just down the street in brooklyn uh so they'll just take a hip and a hop and a train ride over there uh kyrie irving i believe is still out kevin duran is obviously out for the season so they're two superstars absent from this game uh still have a couple nice role players but Overall, it seems like a winnable game, question mark. So, may, uh, were they? Uh, I think it's Charlotte, right? I don't know, actually. I, I, I think I, it's Charlotte. I know why I think it was the Nets, because the year Hold before, on, the Nets were talking about taking Hamdou Diallo, even though he hadn't played a game in college yet. Uh, Hold on. I need to double-check that, because I might have just made that up on the spot we will find out him diallo charlotte 
hornets. Is that true? Uh, yes. So hornets got a second round draft pick in 2019 for the th from the Thunder in exchange for Hamadou Diallo. What that pick was, I don't know. <laughs> he clearly, he has well, clearly not been that impactful for the Hornets, so I think that was all in all a good trade. You know what? Was Devontae Graham a second round pick? Oh, if he was. <laughs> he gave up Devontae Graham. I don't think he was, was he? I think but he might have been up. undrafted. No, I don't think he would have been undrafted. I mean, he was good at Kansas. He wasn't like... Oh, my God. I'm going to be so mad if that's the pick. <laughs> He's so good. I love him. All right, Hornets draft picks 2019. Loading as we speak. The tension is high. This is amazing podcasting. It's amazing. No, so the second round, well, I don't know which one it is. I assume it'd be, so they had a number 36 and number 52. I'd assume it's the 52. So that was Jalen McDaniels, a forward from San Diego State. Mm. Their other second round was Cody Martin, who's been okay. So. Yeah. But I don't think that was our pick. 36 okay. would have been like a lottery team. When did Devontae uh, Graham come into play? All right, never mind. That's besides the point. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out at a different date. Yeah, uh, we, we don't care too much. Yeah, no, I say all that to say, yeah, I think I think we should be able to beat Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, agreed. Despite all the alternative facts I just stated. I do think it's always tough traveling back-to-back -to -back games. I think we saw that with the Clippers when they came to Oklahoma City. The end of that game, we ended up winning, I think, probably because they were fatigued a little bit. And I, you know, kind of worry about the same thing. But, like we said, it is a winnable game. So we're going in with high hopes and expectations, as always. So, uh, with that, Dylan, you got, do you have any final words of, of encouragement, of, of, um, of motivation? Uh, my words of encouragement are, you know, j just get back right. You know, we uh, <clears throat> we know what this team's capable of. We know, you know, I mean, we just came off of winning nine of our last ten. You know, this is just a hiccup, a small bump in the road. You know, just mm -hmm. get back right against Brooklyn. You know, I know it's a back-to-back, -back, but I think the team, um, you know, like I said, we didn't shoot the best. You know, we didn't play the best, but we was still right there in the thick of it at the end of the game. Um, you know, you had Philly, Josh Richardson just go off, and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons almost had triple-doubles. We was right there with them, even though we wasn't playing near our best game. So, I think, uh, you know, if we just kind of play our game, play smart, play hard, play together... You know we'll be able to get back right against Brooklyn and uh, get our get our heads on straight for the emotional game that will be Houston coming to Oklahoma City on Thursday. Ooh, start getting ready now, everybody. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot. Uh, I have also some encouraging words. Even if you include tonight's loss, 
Oklahoma City in their last 12 games on the road are eight and four. So much, much better than they started, which was, I think, like 0 and 6. So I am still confident that they can get a road win during this stretch. My calculations say that's above 500. Ergo, if they play two games, they must have at least one win. Yes, yes. If not two. And they've already lost one, so that means tomorrow is a guaranteed win. Absolutely. And also of note with the Houston game, that will be the debut of our uh, city jerseys. And I'm super excited to see those on the court. Is that, that has to be a nationally televised game, I would assume. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'd be dumb it not to, to nationally yeah. broadcast Russell Westbrook's that's return. Like, that's like one of our three nationally televised games this year, so... I'm going to check Everybody on tune in. It has to be. I mean, if they didn't, I would punch them in the tummy. <laughs> Knock the wind right out of them. <laughs> yeah, it's on TNT at 9.30. Oh, it's got to be a late one. 9.30? Yeah. Yeah the freaking lakers in that spot man god all right well everyone grab your coffee thursday and you know what's funny we play the lakers at eight on saturday are you sure the times are not messed up there hey listen you know fox sports oklahoma can mess up their graphics it's we don't know what's real or what's not real Uh, are you are you tyranny or are you maddie moles i've been talking to maddie moles the whole time are you uh, are you Dylan? Are you not uh, Tyler Hero, pretending to be someone who likes Tyler Hero? We'll never know. I wish I could shoot like that. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. All right, that'll do it. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, a, st- a quick statement before we end. Uh, obviously, as if you are an active listener, you have noticed. We've not been able to post as many uh, recaps lately. That was due to, A, the holidays. We've all just been busy. And also, uh, the podcast that was never meant to be played happened. So, we've had a lot of other... The Lost Pod. The Lost Pod. So, we've had some hiccups. But we are currently in the works of creating a consistent schedule. It looks like it's going to be a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday type thing. Unless we have a weird week of games or something like that uh it's still be to be determined because we got to meet all of us and figure it out but uh just to keep everyone um from not getting too dismayed since they haven't seen a lot of episodes come through their podcasts uh recently just know that will be coming out more consistently now that the holidays are over things are a little bit calmer more calm now so just wanted to get that out there before yes, we end and as always look for us on twitter where we will also be doing more live tweeting now that the chaos has died down at okc topic thunder uh we will also occasionally do some ticket giveaways if we have them uh we will i have we have some merch ideas coming out we will be uh putting those in the on the draft board soon and we'll be We're out both rocking merch right now dylan currently has the very clean sga shirt or hoodie i should say a nice white hoodie with blue the blue classic sega text so it looks very nice i need to get one myself have not done so yet 
And you can as well at bigheadsmedia.com if you search the keyword thunder. So with that, I am Matt Tierney at Matt Tierney NBA. This is Dylan at Thunder Chats signing off. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.